I opened <laughs> my brother's eyelids and looked into his <laughs> eyes when he was asleep. I've done that too. Maybe I'll do that. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> no, I've done that to like actually three of my siblings. That's really? Not a joke. Yeah. I've only done it to the one. <laughs> well, well, the last time, the last time I tried it, he wasn't actually asleep. And he's like, "What oh. are you doing?" <laughs> I was like, "Okay, I'm out." Oh, he's like, "This is an awake guy." <laughs> <laughs> no, he said he talks a lot in his sleep too. Like almost every night, it's it's a little weird. Uh, but he's like predicted my early death in his sleep uh, and it's like uh, okay uh, not sleeping tonight <laughs> thanks what when is it sorry yeah. <laughs> we, there's one time so we, we have a bunk bed he's on the top i'm on the bottom there's uh one night i woke up to a sound i didn't know when it was like two in the morning but i wake up and his face is just peering over no the top bunk and i like freak no out. and he said he just said say your prayers <laughs> and i was like wait, wait what and he said, they're coming for you. Oh, no. <laughs> I honestly did not sleep that entire night. I went and I slept on the couch outside of our room because I couldn't do it. Oh, no. um, it's really cool just to see how, how much your siblings teach you about friendship. And a good reminder to really invest in the friendships that you have with your siblings because they're the ones who are always going to have your back. Yeah, it's also interesting to see because like, when I was young... My sisters and I, like, did not get along at all. Like, they, hmm. like, hated me. They told me that I was a <coughs> robot that my parents bought off of eBay for a what? penny. And that, like, they had, like, a secret remote that they could, like, turn me off at any time. And of course, oh. I was, like, five, so I, like, believed it. And I was, like, crying to my parents. I was, like, you bought me off eBay. <laughs> like, so it was, like, we did not get along. And then, but then, like, literally, I feel like it was just, like, one day. It just, like, snapped. And then we were, like, now we're all so close. So, like, hmm. it's definitely, it's weird how that, like, changes throughout time, too. That is so mm -hmm. cool. You have two older sisters? Yeah, I have two or older sisters and an older brother. So okay. it's my brother, and then two sisters, and then me. So. Okay. So when we were – so I've done a lot of moving back and forth between actually Minnesota and Arizona. So, But the last move back to Minnesota was my brother's senior year and my sophomore year. So moving, like, obviously that's hard in itself because you're just meeting new friends, and you have to go to this new school and meet new people, and sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't, depending on where you're at. So with my brother being a senior, that's really hard because it's his last year, you know. So we were always close. Like, we were, we're only, like, a couple years apart, obviously. But um, we learned that our relationship is, like, really important because senior year, like, I wanted to make sure that he was enjoying life still, you know, like, at mm -hmm. this new school. And so it's cool to see, like, in high school especially, I think, you really do build those relationships with your siblings even more than just like the fun people that are like, oh, I want to go play outside. Like, let's go play outside. And it's like a built-in friend. Right. But when you actually have to like depend on each other for those like times when it's hard, I guess. It's really cool. Hmm. That is neat. I'm excited for that with my siblings too as we all get older because I have one sibling. My brother is really close in age. And so we always grew up doing things together. But then... My two youngest siblings are 10 and 12, so they kind of do things together, but it's just, it'll be interesting as we all grow older, and then that age gap just closes, and yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I'm excited cool. for that. I feel like 
until you get to like high school age, like siblings are just bred to annoy you. Um, <laughs> and not necessarily be there for you when you need them, but basically just be there. But I think like once you hit high school and the college age and you start actually needing them and needing their support and stuff, uh, I think that's when it kind of becomes like a genuine friendship. At least that's what I've found in my case. The awesome thing about siblings is that they're, it always seems like because there are siblings, we can work out our differences with them, and it's always important to do that. But with friends, it's a lot harder because you almost come to the point where you have to either choose, am I going to work out my differences with this person, or should I block them? Are they too fake of a friend? So getting into our topic for the podcast um, of season three, how to block your fake friends in real life and how to be a genuine friend. And, and for anyone listening to this podcast who might be in high school, too, um, we are not experts <laughs> on this panel. So if you are in a situation, <laughs> don't think that this is enough help. That's how we should start this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> we are not like just experts. A disclaimer. <laughs> disclaimer. We um, are not psychologists. We <laughs> are not counselors or therapists. So, <laughs> yeah. This is Shyel Dvorak, and welcome to the Crown Insider Podcast. Today we are talking about how to block a fake friend in real life. Not literally, but how to deal with toxic friendships or relationships. We will also be talking about how to be a good friend in general and interesting things about friendships. So I would like to introduce all of our guests to this wonderful podcast. Go around really quick and introduce yourselves. Yeah, so I'm Olivia, and I'm a business and marketing. Well, I'm double majoring. I'm Lindsay, and I'm a communications major. I'm Shayna, and I'm a double major in communications and marketing. I'm Joel, and I'm a senior in high school, PSEO student. Let's start with what Google defines friendship as. Google defines friendship as a person whom one knows and with whom one has a bond of mutual affection. And the Urban Dictionary defines it like this. A friend is someone you love and who loves you, someone you respect and who respects you, someone whom you trust and who trusts you. A friend is honest and makes you want to be honest, too. A friend is loyal. Today, Facebook has created a new definition of friend. It is someone who follows your feed. You can block someone you don't like anymore. <laughs> nice. So what do you guys think about that? Is that an accurate definition of friendship? I think that to put a definition on friendship is really hard because each one's different, and I think each friend is different. And, like, what you value in that friendship is different so one friend might be someone who's there, who's there for you all the time and you can confide in but the other one might be someone that you just go to to have fun and like bring out the best parts of you in a different way so I think mm -hmm. putting a definition on it is kind of hard but I think it does a pretty good job at just just explaining overall what a friend might be mm -hmm. so for our panel let's start with this have you guys ever blocked anyone before Anyone? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but it's not. Okay. <laughs> I feel like a bad person for saying this, but it's mostly just because, like, if they, like, if I just don't, like, care, like, if I just don't want to see their stuff, or, like, it's not necessarily because they're, like, a bad friend or, like, a bad person. 
I just like I just block them because I'm like I don't really care what you're posting about. Right. And sometimes it is like if they're posting like I don't know like bad stuff or like stuff like that. I'm just like whatever. I don't need to see that. Mm-hmm. Or maybe if it's someone you just don't know and you're like, mm, why are you trying to be my friend? <laughs> block no. <laughs> Um, yeah. <laughs> okay, I don't like block every person I don't know. I'm not just like block, 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 block. Okay, but I'm not think, really I feel like, like maybe like three people in my life. Okay. Yeah. Were they like friends with you before that and then? Yeah. I mean, some of them were. Mm-hmm. I don't know. <laughs> Am I the only person that's blocked somebody? No, okay. not at all. Okay, <laughs> who else here? Um, I've also blocked people, but not I don't that's not my resort that's usually my last resort and especially now on social media you can like unfollow so you don't see their stuff like on Facebook you can unfollow yeah true so you don't have to block them necessarily but yeah people who post like toxic things or are like drama filled or like subtweeting it's like not filling me so I'm like I might as well just eliminate that but like I said that's more of a last resort I think but sometimes it's the only answer so what do you think the difference is between blocking and unfriending someone? Blocking seems, it's like going the extra step to say, like, talk to the hand. Like, <laughs> you're not <laughs> a part of the circle anymore. And then unfriending is just like, eh. Isn't it more, is it more obvious to unfriend someone? So it's like more just passive. If you just block them, they can't tell that you block them. Um, I think... Especially on Twitter, you can see who follows you and who doesn't follow you. Like, if you go to their page, you can see if they're following you or not. So if you were following them and then you, for some reason, go to their page and you see that they're not following you, that might be a little more, hmm. like, a, a shot at you, I guess, because you can see that they're not following you. But if you block someone, I'm pretty sure it takes your profile away, so they can't even search you or anything. So sometimes it's bad that way, too. But... Hmm. Yeah, I was going to say, like, unfriending is more like you don't have to see their stuff, or, like, blocking is, like, they can't see your stuff either. Like, if mm -hmm. you unfriend somebody, they can still, like, search you, and if you're public, like, they can still follow you. But if you block them, it, it's, like, mutual. Like, it's like you don't even exist. Hmm. Here's some classic signs, too, of a toxic relationship. Uh, they cancel plans at the last minute. You confide in them, and they tell everyone else. You become their therapist. That's never good. <laughs> they never understand what you mean anymore. And you don't feel valued anymore. So for, for Gen Z, there's this idea of blocking friends in real life. And it has carried over from Facebook. So have any of you guys ever blocked someone in real life? I think when we get to college, too, in high school, your like, friend group is so established, usually, at least. And you're friends with them because that's who you grew up with or that's who you're around. And it's just easy to be friends with them because you go to sporting events or you go to, like, hang out with them outside of school sometimes too but in college you really get to like pick who you're friends with mm. so sometimes it's it's fun because you get to like branch out and meet new people but at the same time it's like you have to mature a little bit and realize that sometimes the friends that you had or uh, even the friends that you meet in the beginning of college aren't always going to be like lifelong friends but mm. some of them will be but learning that it's okay to say that you know what, this isn't, like, the friendship that we want or this isn't, like, working for us. So it's okay to mature and be, like, let's move on and, like, we'll end on good terms. So sometimes it's not even blocking in a bad way. It's just putting that, like, end on it because you know that it's not fulfilling either of you. Hmm. Hmm. 
That is so true, though, about the difference between, <coughs> at least for me, like high school friends and friends in college. Just mm -hmm. yeah. Uh, I've definitely had to block uh, a few people, and I've noticed with with these fake friends is they they want to be your friend, but for like unhealthy reasons. Like they want the social status, or they just want to hang out with you because they like they they want someone to hang out with. Uh, are unhealthy reasons and they don't really actually care about you they just want to be known as your friend mm. um, and I've I've found this a lot I think also distancing yourself from uh, friends in high school is so much harder uh, than it is anywhere else because it becomes such a big deal with all of your mutual friends um, mm. and everybody else that's in your circles it becomes like this big drama fest um, and I hate it, but sometimes it has to be done. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. Like, I went to a small high school. So, like, everybody knew everybody, and everybody knew what everybody was doing. And, like, I am very passive-aggressive. So, like, <laughs> I feel like I've never really, like, blocked anyone completely in real life. Because, like, I don't know, I'll still be nice to them. And, like, I'll still talk to them, but I don't make as much of an effort. Because, I mean, I feel like the friendships that I've had where I've distanced myself has been, like, it's almost felt like a competition between me and them. And like, yes, I don't want to have- Yes, I agree with yeah, that Yeah, like actually. I'm not trying to compete yeah. with my friends. Like, I don't know, in some of the friendships I've had, I just like always feel like they're trying to be better than me or like if I do better than them in something, then they get angry or something and I'm like- It's not a mutual rejoicing in each other's- Right, right. In each other's strengths or things that you accomplish. It's yeah. a, wait, what, you know? Yeah, it's like- that, and, like, I can feel, like, the tension, and I've noticed that a lot in, like, my past friendships compared to my friendships now, how, the, like, we've just matured so much more, and we can be happy for each other, and that's how it should be. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, I'm very bad at blocking people, because, like, like, I want to avoid all the drama, too, you know, so I just kind of act like everything's fine, <laughs> which is bad, but. An article from MarketWatch.com includes this quote. It's okay to block, unfriend, or shut down an account for pretty much any reason. Another quote here, according to Diane Gotsman, the author of Modern Etiquette for a Better Life and founder of the Protocol School of Texas, said, quote, the way that you block them is you just block them. You don't owe them an explanation, end quote. So that's interesting. Shayna, what do you think about that one? <laughs> it, just, it just seems to go like... I don't know, against probably what you would typically do, right? Yeah, I feel like I always have, like, I always feel the need to explain myself, like, about anything. I mean, even if I, like, okay, this is kind of off topic, but if someone will ask me to cover a shift for them at work, mm. I, like, Nate always tells me, just say no. And I'm, but I'm always like, I need to tell them why. So I'm like, I'm sorry, I can't because blah, 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 blah. And I write, like, a whole paragraph. So I definitely feel like I need to, like, explain myself in every situation but hmm. I don't know I feel like especially if you're blocking a friend like that's one area where I feel like you need to explain yourself you know and if you have a real reason and they really are toxic you should let them know so that then they can try and fix it because if you don't then they'll just think that you're just being a mean person or you just true. don't like them true yeah I agree and I think of my own friendships and the ones I've had in the past. And if you don't give them an explanation, like they're not going to grow and they're not going to know what they're doing wrong either. Like if yeah. I was doing something wrong, I'd hope someone I'd I would hope someone would call me out for it or be like, "Hey, you're not 
being a good friend because how else are they going to know? So I think that the explanation isn't just to like justify, it's also just like to help mm-hmm. them see what's going on. Hmm. Yeah, this is a great verse from John fifteen thirteen, which says, greater love has no one than this to lay down one's life for one's friend. So an interesting thing about fake friends is that they don't make sacrifices um, because they're, they tend to be a lot more self-absorbed and selfish. So a question for everyone here, is it okay that our society has decided, um, is it okay for society to decide if a friend doesn't meet, meet our needs that we can just dump them? I think each f- season of life is different. So in college, the th- things that you need your friends for are gonna be different than when you're out of college or in high school. So I think society, in society, like in our lives, we have these different seasons of life. So to dump them is kind of a harsh word, I guess, for friends that you, it's not like something bad happened, but it's almost like you're just moving forward and you're not going to be seeing each other. And so it's harder to stay in contact with them. And so you're not really like blocking them. You're just, and I don't want to say that you're dumping them either, but you're just like, going your own ways and taking different routes. And I think that happens in all seasons of life, even in high school Maybe you're college. leaving them. Yeah, you're, yeah. <laughs> is that too harsh too? I don't know. I don't know what the word is. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, right now is a time where we have so many um, friendships that are happening and there's all different kinds. And in college, you're just exposed to a lot of different kinds of friends- friendships than you are in high school and then you likely will be after college. Um so just the fact that this is such a unique time when you're in college to, um, to kind of learn about, learn more about who you are as a person, but also um, know when it comes to friendships who's going to be there for you and who isn't. I don't know. Do you want to go back into that? Yeah. And remind me. So what, what what I was thinking actually, as you were talking, is so going into my freshman year of college I was like okay cool I'm gonna be living with three other girls and it's either gonna be super awesome it's gonna be cool or it's not gonna be so great and my mom always told me that you don't have to be best friends with your roommates but you have to get along and I think that was like so true because especially for me my freshman year um my direct roommate on my side of the room we got along but we weren't best friends but it worked for us So that was like a friendship and a relationship that we had that we both like would have times where we would be in in the room at the same time and we would hang out and we would just like talk about life or we would have separate friend groups that we would go and hang out with. But then um, one of my roommates I would get super close with and um, or not get super, I was really close with. And I think seasons of life, when I talk about seasons of life, I think so you could be really close with them your freshman year and then go through this time where you don't really see them much or you live with other people. And then there comes a time when you're in the same class together and you kind of go back and you build that relationship even more. So it comes and goes, but it's not a bad thing. That's Um, so true. Yeah. Because, yeah, you're not best friends with them, so you don't necessarily stay in touch with them. Or as we grow and we mature in college, it's crazy how much you change as a friend and you realize, wow, like I wasn't that great of a friend to her and or him and 
now as you're older you can be like okay what can I change and how can we build this relationship in a different way now that we're two years older and that we've gone through life and we've experienced different things Mm -hmm. and I don't know it's kind of cool how you can still be friends with someone after you went through a season of not being friends yeah I have definitely I can relate to that especially with some um some high school friends who I know I will be close with for many years and like that we have each other's back down the road but you fall out of a season where you just don't see them very much anymore or uh, you're just not as close and I don't know that can be like really sad at first coming into college and letting go of all of that but I think that just knowing that down the road like it's okay because they're they're going and having their new path and you have where you're going and you might get to catch up later and pick up where you left off in a sense like and maybe not maybe they're you know so I don't know I just think that's so true in relationships like with a significant other there's like the honeymoon stage as people refer to as like the really good times of the relationship the really fun times where you're still getting to know each other and everything's fun so in friendships too that kind of happens where you Hmm. meet someone especially in college you might even meet them your first week at school and you go through freshman the welcome week here and you have like a fu- like fun times and it's just great and then as you get farther into the school year when times get hard and it's a lot harder to be friends with someone because you're going through tough times too it really is like a telling sign of these fake friends because it's like are they oh. in it just because it's fun or are they here for the long run and so I think it's interesting to see hmm. how that transitions of like finding out the truth about someone and I mean it's good because you don't want to be sticking around with someone who's not being real with you but yeah mm-hmm. so in college I think you learn that too like yeah finding a real friend Mm-hmm. okay I've got a question for Joe how do you spot <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm putting you on the spot again uh, how do you spot a dissolved friendship that is no longer reciprocal? What would you do? If you're in a situation and the friend that you're trying to be a friend with does not want to be a friend, how do you like how do you spot that? Um, I think it it's easy to spot if you just like focus on the conversations that you have. Like if they're not getting personal and like they're not getting to like another level you probably should watch your back. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, but also just watch how they interact with your other friends, mutual friends. Um, and if they're treating you differently, yeah, watch your back. <laughs> you're probably not a real friend. <laughs> it might be your sibling peeking over the bed. <laughs> probably is. <laughs> Coming for you. <laughs> usually if someone wants to be friends with you, it is kind of obvious. I mean, usually it's somewhat obvious and you're it's – they have the same amount of like, yeah, I, w- I want to be friends with you too, or I want to hang out too, or whatever, and it's not usually super confusing. I, I, I mean, sometimes there's some pretty stoic people. That's hard to <laughs> read if they actually like you or not. <laughs> yeah. That's true. <laughs> like, my college roommate and I are super close, but like, if I wasn't the one to ask her to hang out, we would never hang out, because she's just, she's one of those people, when I ask her, she's like, yeah, let's do it, but like, if I don't reach out, then I don't hear from her. I'm so confused by those people. I know, and it was really hard for me because, like, I'm kind of like that, too. Like, usually I need to be the one who's asked to hang out. So, at first, I was like, oh, my <laughs> gosh, I'm scared to ask her to 
hang out with me because I don't know if she actually likes me, you know? Yeah. But I figured it out. She's just <laughs> one of those people, and I'm just like, Leah, you just need to, oh, okay. Well, and she actually wants to hang out with you? Yeah. Yeah, and then, See, like, that's always reassuring. Though. Yeah. Because <laughs> then she's super excited, but I'm like, why don't you ever initiate this? Come on. What'd she say? I didn't ask. I didn't <laughs> actually ask. Remember, I'd pass That's what I really want to know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's what I, yeah. Okay, so it, I think it's important that we define a true Christian friendship. First Samuel 18.1 talks about how King David and his friend Jonathan were one in spirit. They were knitted together, that he loved him as himself. Have you guys ever had a really close friendship that is almost like that, that you go back to and you're, you say, yeah, wow. Actually, coming into Crown, um, I think of what's different between her and I versus other friends I've had. And I think it comes down to the fact that it's like constant. But there's more to friendship than just, I'm here when you need me, you're here when I need you. Right. Like there's there's something more to to friendship. And and if you don't address the truth of that and you don't ever talk about God's role in that, it's a lot harder to grow closer as friends. Mm-hmm. I don't and know. That's when you let the little things eat away at your friendship too when you realize mm-hmm. that, okay, these aren't even like that big of a deal. Let's like get over it. Let's mm-hmm. talk about it and move on. And that's when you realize, okay, that's a true friend because we both overcame that. That's so true. And you can just call each other or ask each other anything. And it doesn't have to, doesn't matter if it's good or bad. It's just, okay, I'm, you know, glad we were able to talk about it or, or maybe it's something great. I don't know. It's, that's so cool. My best friend and I have been really close since like our freshman year of high school. Um, Maybe eighth grade, actually. But yeah, we've kind of always been like, when we were little, we played on the same basketball and soccer teams, but we were never really that close. And then it was kind of just one year, we just started hanging out more. And I was like, why did I not hang out with you earlier? <laughs> but I think the biggest thing with her and I that like I really value as a friendship is that we can just be totally honest with each other. And like our communication is just very strong. So if she does something that kind of annoys me, or if I do something that kind of annoys her, like we'll just say it. And it's not this, like, passive-aggressive thing where, like, we don't know what's going on. Like, we are just very honest, and I really value that. Um, And, yeah, she's just kind of someone who I feel comfortable literally telling anything to. And a lot of my other friendships when I went to college kind of, like, fizzled out because, you know, you don't see them, and you don't really, like, have to talk to them as much. But her and I just stayed close the whole year. And That's so cool. Yeah. I would say for myself, uh, there was this one girl that I met in middle school. We didn't start off as friends. We didn't even start off as fake friends. We were we were we were hostile towards each other. <laughs> I was hostile towards a lot of people in middle school, but her especially. Um, but then I entered into a, a new season of life, and it uh, became a pretty low place for me. Uh, and she noticed, and she reached out, and she said, "Hey, are you okay?" And I was really taken aback because I didn't think she would ever be nice to me or whatever. But. Uh, <laughs> It was cool because we got to uh, becoming friends, becoming close friends, and becoming, uh, like, I know we said, like, being therapists for each other isn't a great sign of a relationship, but that's, <laughs> that's the relationship I have with her, is we're kind of just e- each other's therapists, and hmm. uh, it was kind of cool to see that how God places, like, people in your life, uh, and sometimes you don't even see it, or you don't realize that this person who I really hate could be one of my closest friends in a year. 
Wow. Uh, like fake friends can become real friends eventually. Or enemies. Yeah. Yeah. For closing, Jesus said in Mark 10, 18, no one is good except God alone. So it's a good reminder that nobody's perfect and we can't just expect that if someone's a fake friend to us, like, oh, oh, they're a horrible person and, and I'm better than them. It's just a reality that we're all fallen. We're all, we all make mistakes. And, and most importantly, we should show love and kindness to those around us and work on spreading the positive into our friendships and our relationships with people than focusing on all of the negative. So just a good reminder for everyone. Thank you for listening to The Crown.